and I somehow misjudged it to realize how long a day actually is when you have to sit in one place and be with yourself, which is really an uncomfortable thing. Welcome to Lessons from Life, the podcast that gleams profound life lessons from everyday life stories. Hosted by Dustin Fenton and Brandon Hill. This week, you're going to hear from our good friends, Matt Wright and Jeff Burt Grasick. We had a wonderful conversation together, and it went pretty long, and so we're going to split it into two episodes. Part one will be this week, and come and join us next week for part two. Hello, listeners. This is Brandon, and I'm really excited about this week. I've got some friends from my alma mater. Dustin and I both went to the same university, Greenville University, and I've got two friends, Jeff Burt Grasick and Matt Wright, with us today. And we're going to tell stories from a walkabout experience that we all had together. And Dustin has also been part of this. So Dustin, do you want to share a little bit about what walkabout is? I would love to. Walkabout is one of my favorite things in the world. It is a 10-day leadership experience and community development experience that some universities around the nation do, and Greenville University happens to do that. They take 60 or so student leaders out into the woods, and we happen to be going to the Smoky Mountains of all places. And we spend about four days hiking into the woods, and then we spend very uniquely two days or 48 hours doing solo which means just basically off a little little nook of the Smoky Mountains all by yourself when we actually do some fasting as well. And then we take about four days and hike out together at the end of that. So about a 10-day journey focused on leadership development and community development. And that's usually a fairly life-transforming experience for those that participate. And at Greenville University, they've been doing this for about 20 years. But this set of stories is actually, I believe, from the first walkabout that Greenville did together. And so I was a resident director, and I was leading one of these groups, and Jeff and Matt happened to be in my group. So Jeff and Matt, why don't you take a few seconds, just introduce yourselves, and then we'll start getting into some of the stories. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was going to let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll do Things that you then. learn on walkabouts. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, I'll go first then. My name's Matt Wright. I'm from uh, Chicago, Illinois. So I live up here with my wife and two children. I've got two boys, 16 and 15 years old now. I'm a professional tennis coach, and I also do calligraphy and art as a kind of profession as well. Great. Thanks, Matt. And I am Jeff Burt Grasick. I attended Greenville University or back then Greenville College with Matt. We were classmates and currently live in San Diego, California with my wife and two kids out here. I have the strangest job that <laughs> no one knew existed. I am a professional pipe maker, not plumbing and not blowing glass. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I make old school tobacco smoking pipes that Great. your grandpa used to smoke, but just a lot more expensive. And we'll put some links to your work on our website when this episode goes up. Let's get into some walkabout stories. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're just going to banter a little bit and share some stories. Dustin was not on the trip with us, but he may help us pull some fun stuff out of this. 
So when we were getting to the trail, we were one of the groups that was the farthest out. And so we didn't actually get to our trailhead and get on the trail until about, I think about noon. We'd already eaten lunch when we started. And the first leg of our trip was probably the hardest. I think we had a six mile day but it was pretty much going from the bottom of the mountain all the way up to the top of the mountain. So it was a really grueling and hard day. And we had some people who were struggling. I remember that Jeff and Matt were not struggling uh, <laughs> at this point, but I was way behind them trying to help some people get up the hill. It was a hard day, but that first night was uh, really good. A couple days in, I think this was the day right before we got to our solo spot, was a really, really hot day. And we managed to come upon kind of a horse camp where there were cars. Like we hadn't seen cars for days or other people. All of a sudden we're in this place that actually had a porta potty, which was really nice. And we're walking along, it's super hot. And this nice old couple drives next to us. I think they're in a Mercedes Benz or something, some expensive car. And this guy's just talking to us while we're trying to hike. And he says something like, man, it must be really hard to be out there in the heat when I'm in here in my air conditioned car. And all of a sudden, Matt says out loud, shut up, old man. And the rest of us <laughs> looked at him and we're like, what did you just do? And then the guy like rolls up the window and drives away and we're like, Matt. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you just said, shut up, old man. You're like, I said that out loud. <laughs> you're just so tired that you didn't realize that what you thought you were thinking in your head came out of your mouth. Oh. That's one, that's one of the, the fun stories. Uh, Walkabout has a way of, uh, you know, uh, uh, breaking down the filters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're so tired. You just, you don't care anymore about, mm -hmm. about things. Yeah. And then I think it was probably just an hour after that experience, we had found some old houses and we were sitting by them and there were all of these butterflies ever. So I think we'd stopped there and we're eating lunch or a snack and there were all of these butterflies. And what was really funny is that one of the butterflies landed on Jeff's nose and everyone thought it was really great. I took a couple pictures of it and then it flew away and we kind of went down the trail. Well, we probably walked a hundred yards down the trail and we saw hundreds of butterflies that were all landed on a bunch of horse crap. <laughs> and we got the biggest kick out of it because we thought, well, that butterfly probably was on the horse crap and then it was on Jeff's nose. So well, was it was it coming or going? Well, I, <laughs> I guess the question is, which one was worse? Right. <laughs> well, I think what makes it worse, at least in my mind, is that I, I actually put that butterfly on oh, my yeah. nose. You know, I was being goofy and I was like, oh, look at me. And then we saw it. I was like, oh. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. That's, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what other stories do you guys remember from that time? I remember that house, the houses that we passed oh, pretty yeah. vividly. Because we, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, we walked up the stairs, and there was some story. There was a plaque or something up front, mm -hmm. and I recall there being the wall coverings, whether it was wallpaper or something, was peeled back, and there were old old newspapers from the early 20th century or mm -hmm. late 19th century in the walls, either as insulation or as like perhaps like backing for the wall surface. Mm -hmm. Those were cool old buildings, out kind of out in the middle of nowhere in the national forest there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I find it interesting to, to consider something that occurred 21 years ago. And talking to you guys is interesting because I'm hearing these stories that I've completely forgotten <laughs> and 21 years later and now remembering. And they're coming back to me. It's like a kind of a visceral kind of feeling to like go back in time when you've forgotten almost everything, lived almost what feels like a completely new life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then to go back in time is so nice to connect. 
you know, one of the things I remember the most was really more leading to the solo time was that I was so anticipating this idea that I'd get to spend time by myself. I'd never really done that before. I'm a people person. I love being around people. I thought, oh, this would be a fantastic experience to be by myself and have to have to reflect. And so finally, we got to this position where the leaders placed us. And I remember they gave us a few things. One was water, and they gave us an envelope that had two Bible sheets or pages from the Bible. And so I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see how prophetic these Bible sheets are going to be. And so I sat down and I reflected for a while and I thought, okay, now's the time to open the Bible sheets. And I opened them up and I looked and I quickly realized that the leaders had given me two pages of genealogy, which basically meant that I had nothing to read (laughs) other than old history of of genealogy. And I really had to spend two days with myself. And that was very difficult because I remember on the first day, I saw the sun slowly crossing the sky and thinking, oh, it must be like seven or eight o'clock in the evening now. The sun's going to go down. And it was about, now in hindsight, it was probably 12 or one o'clock. And I somehow misjudged (laughs) it to realize how long a day actually is when you have to sit in one place and be with yourself, which is really an uncomfortable thing. But I did learn a lot from that particular experience of, of recognizing that I'm, it's hard for me to be by myself in life. I think that's probably still true. Like Matt, I was really looking forward to the opportunity to really spend time, not only by myself, but really kind of meditating on you know, these two pages of scripture. We've been told beforehand we would have this. And even though I think I received something a little more substantial than Matt did, although I don't recall what it was, you know, <laughs> 20 some years later, (laughs) you you get through those couple pages pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And 48 hours is a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think just in the in the mind of, you know, a 19 year old, there's a tendency to perhaps idealize these situations when they're abstract, but when Mm -hmm. they become real, Mm -hmm. and you're actually sitting there, in my case, next to a stream, entirely by yourself. And this is literally all you have, all you have been given. The reality of the situation comes crashing down like a not setting sun, like mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt was saying. And it was an extremely, th- that first day especially was so long. Mm-hmm. And Oof. dealing not only with thoughts of yourself, but uh, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What is the right thing to do? I know what they've told us we're supposed to do, but I don't really know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I discovered how to do that through that, but I, and maybe what I discovered is that there isn't a how. There's there's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was it it was a profound experience, and you know left a lingering memory in my mind at least. Yeah. One of the things I remember most too is there was a fear there, not just a mm. fear of being by yourself, but when the nighttime came around, you know, all we were really given, like I said, were the Bible pages, some water, and I believe we had uh, just a not even a plastic tarp, but more of a, like a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. And so we knew we had to sleep on the ground or mm-hmm. on the underneath something. And I don't remember if it was that year because I went twice if it rained or not. But yeah, no, it, 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 it rained, it, it stormed, and lightning hit a tree and the tree fell over in the middle of the night. Yeah. So I do remember that now that you say it. And I just remember feeling this sense of vulnerability that mm-hmm. for me, it was actually bigger than just the rain or the being by myself. But the fact that we knew we were in the Smoky Mountains, which means there were bears there. Mm-hmm. And so your imagination gets the best of you mm-hmm. when you're sleeping. Every little sound, every little cricket sounds like something coming to attack you. <laughs> so almost like, <laughs> you know, these, these shows where 
naked and afraid. You know, mm. I, I wasn't <laughs> naked. I, I luckily they they allowed me to have clothes, but I certainly felt that way. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, there actually was a bear that was kind of wandering around our camp area during those 48 hours, at least at some period. I, I remember hearing footsteps and, you know, hope, hoping to see clothes like a person. <laughs> the fear was, that was a battle itself, especially yeah. at night and the discomfort of the rain and just being out in the elements and knowing it's only two days and not really fearing for my life so much. There, there was like a, 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 a blanket of fear over all of it. Yeah. I told many people in hindsight that I feel it's important. Like when I came back, I remember thinking how, how much I was looking forward to wanting this solo time. But then when I finished it, I honestly hated it. Um, <laughs> I think I hated every moment of it, honestly. I mean, I had self-reflection, but at the same time, like there was such a tension there about mm. just being in one place, not having any food. But when I came back, I remember going home and that was the first thing I told people about, honestly. Mm -hmm. Aside, I mean, we had great times, but that was the most memorable thing. And I remember telling so many people, you should find time to try to be by yourself, force yourself mm -hmm. to, to sit and listen to what you think. And it's um, really different. Matt, can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. So you said you did it twice. How did you feel in anticipation of that solo time knowing what you knew, having experienced it going in the second time? Mm. That's a great question. I think I was, I had had enough time pass that I had gotten over the not wanting to do it again and really not enjoying it. Okay. So I would say if I had to have gone again another month later, I wouldn't have wanted to. But the fact that I had a year to reflect on what the experience was and to share it with people mm -hmm. made me excited. Uh, the okay. next year, they actually put me in the middle of a stream on a rock. Um, <laughs> And so the group I was with was a different group, but the floods came in and they actually had to come and pull me out of my solo place the second year wow. and put me on different ground than I started because they were worried that I was going to get flooded out. Yeah. So, you know, that was different. But no, I, I really feel like I was happy to do it the second year. And I think I looked at the experience in a much different light. Well, that's the end of part one. Hope you enjoyed it. Join us next week when we're going to talk about our memories of a favorite professor who joined us on the trip, as well as our encounter with bears. And so these bears did nothing. They didn't run away. They looked at us. Thanks for listening to Lessons from Life. We hope that you have learned a lesson today that will help you to be more fulfilled in life's journey. If you were inspired by today's episode, please subscribe and review. You can find Lessons from Life at LessonsFromLifeForYou.com. That is with the number four and the letter U. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website. We would love to hear the valuable lessons that you have learned from your life experiences.